Unless you've been living underneath a rock, chances are you have heard the term cancel culture mentioned a lot lately. But what exactly does this mean? The time has come to dive as deep as we can into what this concept of cancel culture is so that we can completely understand it. When something is canceled, it is ended, it is nullified, it is eradicated. You can think of it as similar to a television show. When there's no longer support for a TV show, it's canceled. To cancel a person is basically to decide that it's not wanted based on something this person said or did. And because this person is not wanted, to go about ending, eradicating, or nullifying them. In the era of social media, this often takes the form of publicly calling out whatever you disapprove of about them, boycotting their work, organizing group efforts to take away their power and remove their public platform, and this is usually done in a performative way so as to gain attention and significance by going against them. I'm going to ask you a question. When somebody says or does something that you don't like, what do you do? Are you the kind of person who just turns the other cheek and goes and focuses on something else? Are you the kind of person who gets into an active debate about whatever it is that they've said or done so as to find some kind of resolution? Or are you the kind of person who turns against them and tries to take them down? Cancel culture is essentially a shared social attitude and custom of making sure that you don't make it about what somebody says or does. You make it about the person themselves. So let's say that somebody says or does something you don't like. Instead of actively entering into a conflict with whatever word or action has displeased you, instead of trying to find resolution about that or to find a meeting of minds, you go straight for the source and try to take out the person who is saying or doing that thing that you dislike. Perhaps the best example that I can come up with this is, let's imagine that there's an actress who happens to believe that vaccines are not good. So she shares that opinion on social media or says it in an interview. Let's say that that pisses people off, right? You don't like that she has that opinion. So you decide that you don't like her. You wanna take her out. Because of her opinion that they dislike, they decide to organize and make it so that she herself is eradicated from the public eye. They attack her character. They go to the media outlets to call her out publicly. They report her social media platforms so they're deleted. They create such a bad reputation and stir up so much controversy that no one can hire her without bringing the same antagonism upon themselves. So soon she is blacklisted, unable to work, and has been successfully eradicated from the public eye. One of the main things fueling cancel culture is our attachment to goodness. People are capable of committing all manner of sins as long as they're convinced that they're doing it for the greater good, or should I say, convinced that doing it makes them a good person. The reason that this cancel culture doesn't stop is because, guess what? The rest of society falls right into this trap with them. See, a person who is engaging in cancel culture behavior sees themselves as the good guy. And as long as society also sees them as the good guy, this is never going to be a cycle that stops. Essentially, the person who is engaging in cancel culture falls into virtue signaling and performative wokeness. How this begins is like this. The minute that somebody in their life does or says something that they dislike, they immediately fall into the social triangle of roles. What I mean by the social triangle of roles is hero, victim, and villain. They see the person who is doing or saying something they dislike as the villain, which means that they're free to pick from the two good guy roles, the hero or the victim. Usually they start in the victim role. You hurt me. You did something that caused me to feel pain or other people to feel pain. 
they can then gain their power back by flipping into the hero role, where they can do anything to destroy the other person and justify it because they're the hero. This is very comparative to the concept of a Christian soldier. Let's say that you've got a boy who's raised in a Christian society. He understands by the time he's an adult, thou shalt not kill. But the second that somebody poses a threat to their country, now all of a sudden they can do anything to this person. And in fact, not only is it okay, they're the hero for it. The triangle is one of the most dangerous social dynamics in existence. As long as people who engage in cancel culture see themselves as the good guy, and as long as society perpetuates that this is actually the case, we're going to become a more progressively unconscious species instead of a conscious species. It opens the door wide for things like this. Demonstrating one's good character or the moral correctness of one's position on a particular issue by publicly expressing opinions or sentiments that are intended to make you look good. When a person does this, as well as demonstrates political correctness, they can see themselves and be seen as awake and aware, and therefore smarter than others. It's a performance of goodness, rightness, and virtue. This means it's in fact a narcissistic strategy, as well as a disguised way of fueling the ego, not activism. The people engaged in cancel culture see themselves as the moral ones, but are in fact the very ones making a meeting of minds or actual healing impossible. Instead, they are waging war and destroying lives. For this reason, they cannot call themselves conscious or moral. To understand more about this, watch my video titled Self-Concept, The Enemy of Awakening. It's not like cancel culture is a brand new thing. It's not new for people to go after the source of something instead of whatever they're saying or doing specifically. But there's a reason that this phenomena has caught so much attention recently. This reason is multifold. The first is, this is the era of the millennial generation. Millennials are more and more coming into prominence in terms of how they shape culture and society. The problem is, is that millennials are a wounded generation. The millennial generation has been a duped generation. They were essentially set up for failure by the people who had more authority than them. Do you think this sets them up to be naturally trusting of anyone who has more power than they do? No. Also, because they've been duped, because of all the pain that they've experienced in their lifetime within society, they're naturally distrustful people. They're prone to see others as enemies, in fact, and to act in narcissistic ways. Also, because of the trauma they experienced as a generation, they feel really, really, really powerless. The thing about feeling powerless is that if we don't feel like we can go for power in direct ways, we start to go for them in indirect ways. We start to be manipulative and backdoor about our strategies for achieving power. This includes loving to take power away from others. Essentially, there is a trend that the minute they feel displeased or hurt, they feel powerless to whatever displeased or hurt them, and so they want to restore their sense of power, and social media has given them the power to do just that. The thing is, millennials tend to be unaware of all of this, and instead just justify their cancel culture behavior by saying, that it is holding people accountable for their words and actions. But so you can understand more about this dynamic, because this concept of what shaped the millennial generation is much more complex than I have presented here, I want you to watch my videos titled, What's Wrong with Millennials? and How to Heal the Millennial Wound. Second, we are living in the era of social media. Social media has changed the world and the culture that we live in. We used to not have a lot of power to cancel someone. 
Social media has changed all that. It takes almost nothing to cancel someone. Today, if somebody does something that you don't like, or says something you don't like, or has an opinion that you don't like, it's quite simple. From the comfort of your own home, you can rally a whole group of people against them to do things like spread slander, to organize them to do things like report that person, to do things like <laughs> mass triangulate. Really, what cancel culture is about is mass triangulation. To understand more about triangulation, watch my video titled, Are You Being Triangulated? Social media has now become the new battlefield, and you don't need bravery or expertise or an army or anything else to wage war. You just need a computer. In fact, you'll probably only gain by waging war, because you can get rid of whoever did or said something you didn't like, as well as see yourself and get others to see you as the public hero. You can also gain significance by being the one to go against something that actually is significant. The third factor is that humanity is in an intensely polarizing time right now. Because of the pandemic situation that's currently going on, and also because of the social injustice situation, which is so much in the public eye right now, people are in defense mode. It's a bit of an understatement. When people are in defense mode, they're feeling unsafe. They're feeling powerless. So they're prone to seeing everyone else as enemies. And triggers are at an all-time high. Because these triggers are at an all-time high within society that's already in a defense mode, there is a public call for political correctness. Because of this, pretty much nobody can fit into that box of political correctness. Because of this, recently a great many celebrities have been canceled on account of things that they've said or done. It accounts, right now at this particular time in human history, to a giant mass public witch hunt. The problem is, the deeper and deeper our culture commits to political correctness, the worse this pattern will become. To understand more about this, watch my video titled Political Correctness. It's tempting to think that cancel culture is just something that affects celebrities or influencers or people who are in the public eye, but this isn't the case. There is, in fact, nobody that is perfectly able to avoid cancel culture, and it can affect even you. The goal of cancel culture isn't limited to punishing someone. It is a strategy to shame and scare just enough people about potentially suffering the same consequences to make them conform. So how can this type of behavior affect you in your daily life? Let's say that you share something which happens to be an unpopular opinion. Oops. Or else you left that picture up when you got drunk in college. Oops. Somebody can take that. They can circulate it everywhere. They can spread it all over the place. They can triangulate everyone you know against you. They can even make it so you lose that job you wanted to get. Essentially, by doing this, they're canceling you out. They're making it so that people in general, everyone around you, is going to reject and discredit you and want to get rid of you. Because the justification that people use when they're engaging in cancel culture is social accountability, it is not actually possible to have a conversation about cancel culture without also having a conversation about justice and accountability. I will say that people who hate the term cancel culture are those that fit into this category, that see this as a justice movement. Essentially, canceling someone for a thing they say or do is seen as social justice. Straight out of the gate, it is very important to understand that cancel culture has absolutely nothing to do with justice and everything to do with control. Control is really the forced prevention of what is unwanted and the forced bringing about of what is wanted. 
people use cancellation to force conformity to ideals. This can clearly be seen currently in the atmosphere of the Me Too movement. If enough people are canceled for saying or doing things that are perceived anti-feminist, then soon everyone will be forced through fear of consequence to conform and not say or do anything that goes against feminist ideals. Herein lies the first major issue with cancel culture. If somebody is forced to conform to ideals and that's the only reason that they make a change, no actual real change took place. All that happened is a person decided to conform to avoid consequence. There's a huge difference between that and actual social change. For example, if people are canceled on account of perceived sexism, nothing happens to resolve the sexism or the sexism of those around them. Sexism was simply driven beneath the floorboards by public shaming and threat of punishment. It was hidden to fester. It actually makes sexism worse instead of better, just less visible and more covert. From a universal perspective, cancel culture exists as an attempt to usurp universal law. For this one, we're going to have to go way outside the box, you guys. What you live in is essentially a 360-degree mirror hologram. Now, in this time-space reality we live in, it is managed by several laws, one of which is the law of cause and effect. That simply means you're going to get the reflection of whatever it is you output for the sake of learning and progression. If you really think about it, this is an organic process, and this is a natural built-in system of justice, if you will. But people want to control this process. They want to take control of the reflection. They want to make sure that they can control what is and isn't reflected in the first place. How do people take control over that reflective process? Through the concept of punishment and reward. Now I need you to get this straight right here and now. The punishment and reward based system of programming within the human race is a control technique. You are training a person. One of the biggest problems with the punishment reward based system, besides that it doesn't work, <laughs> is the fact that it prevents learning. People learn from a natural consequence. For example, if I lean over too far on my bicycle, I'm going to fall over. Oh, that makes sense. One is causally related to the other. When it comes to punishment reward, so often the consequence of some action or thing you've said has absolutely nothing to do with saying or doing that thing. For example, let's go back to childhood, shall we? Let's say that a child stays out past curfew. We might do something like punish him by taking away his television privileges. I want you to think about that for a minute. What the hell does taking television privileges away from a child have anything to do with the dangers or natural consequences of staying out past curfew? Nothing, right? So let's think about what a natural consequence might be. Being too tired the next day to pay attention in school. Or encountering many of the dangers that might exist in the nightlife scene. Or, even though that's a whole other topic because it involves punishment and reward within the justice system itself, if you're a parent, one of the natural consequences of a kid staying out past curfew is being picked up by the cops. That's a natural consequence of curfew violation. Television has nothing to do with it, which means what? That the kid doesn't learn anything. In fact, what he just learned is, you're a dictator. And to avoid the consequence, he's either got to conform or hide his absence better. If a consequence is not causally related to an action, people learn nothing. People who participate in cancel culture often perceive themselves to be incredibly powerless and cancel culture behavior is a way that they can take their power back. 
For example, a woman who feels completely powerless to men and who has weak boundaries, or fear of asserting them, may feel like her boundaries are not being honored by a man. So, in order to get her power back, she will call him out publicly, triangulate lots of other people against him, call for him to be boycotted and fired from his position. The amount of public pressure that she is able to amount may just result in him being fired. She will tell herself that she's saving other women by doing this, and that he is getting what he deserves, and is being held accountable for his actions. As you can see from this previous example, another big issue you run into with regards to the cancel culture is that fairness is a relatively subjective perspective, isn't it? For example, let's look at some natural consequences of a man touching a woman when she doesn't like to be touched that way. It would be something like himself being touched in a way that isn't wanted, or he himself being physically afraid of someone else, or being rejected by her and thus not being able to be physically near that woman. People have a skewed sense of fairness because of personal triggers. They take their skewed ideas of fairness and justice and create an unnatural, causally unrelated consequence for others. In our example, a man losing his entire reputation, career, and potentially life is not actually a causal natural or one you could argue is even a fair consequence. Society also doesn't progress because there is no learning. The man just learns women are bitches. The woman does not learn how to assert boundaries. The company that fires him learns to bend to public pressure. Society simply creates another rule and consequences for breaking it, and society becomes less and less free, and thus less and less conducive to human well-being. I must put some questions before you. What is fair? What is justice? And how can you know you are right? Who decides what the right consequence is? Are you aware that today, in some areas of the globe, it's still considered a okay consequence for people to be stoned to death? Are you aware that not very long ago, an appropriate form of justice was beheading? What might we think of ourselves today if we look back from the future? Are you aware that punishment and reward has nothing to do with cause and effect? It has to do with the limited human perception of right and wrong, and strategies to control other people into conforming to rightness. We are being called to decide collectively. What is it that we actually want for ourselves as a society? And why? And after we answer those questions, how to best bring that about? This is a concept that most people engaged in cancel culture behavior are not even thinking about. And if we did think about it, cancel culture would be eradicated entirely. For example, most of us, not all of us, but most of us want a society where racism no longer exists. Cancel culture is wanting to make it illegal and such a punishable offense that no one ever does it again. But this does nothing to actually heal racism. It just drives it underneath the floorboards where it festers. I'm not gonna tell you today what the definition of justice should be because I want that to be something that you are thinking about this whole week. What is justice? But I will tell you that if we want a society that is conducive to human well-being, we have gotta care a whole lot more about healing than we ever cared about control. We are gonna have to let go of this juvenile eye for an eye mentality. Besides, here's a little secret. This eye for an eye mentality where you're wishing harm on someone who hurt you, at the most basic level, what you're trying to do is to force empathy. Why? Because forcing empathy means that you're forcing somebody to come back into alignment with you instead of staying opposed to you. So really, you're trying to force closeness. 
to heal is to experience the opposite, and this is something you're going to really have to wrap your head around when you get into the progressive form of justice. If to heal is to experience the opposite, then that means that somebody who suffers from a painful perception has to have an experience that changes that perception. Let me give you an example to make this easier. Let's say that somebody steals, right? Why is it that this person stole something? Probably it's because they're lacking abundance in some way. They feel powerless to achieving abundance. So are you going to heal that whole dynamic, including the crime that is the result of those conditions, by throwing someone in a jail cell? Oh my god, I didn't think so. To heal is to help this person to experience abundance. Oh my god, weird. No motive for the crime. To understand more about this, watch my video titled, What is Healing? From objective perspective, one of the reasons that humanity is such an out-of-alignment species is because they cause the very things they then go on to punish. For example, the judicial system is the very system that sets up the laws <laughs> that create dynamics within society that inspire criminal activity. But then, that criminal activity is punished by that same judicial system. Police officers are part of the karma of drug abuse. Parents are part of the karma of their children becoming delinquent. But people don't seem to notice this. Humanity is getting more and more out of alignment with its own best interests with cancel culture. It is forcing polarization, war, dishonesty, lack of authenticity, suppression, denial, fragmentation, punishment, control, conformity, lack of freedom, ignorance, and unconsciousness all under the guise of doing what's right. Are you ready for the silver lining? Cancel culture has the potential to raise the entire topic of justice into public awareness for reevaluation. This starts with a question I want you to ask yourself. What is your definition of justice? No one agrees on this. They just swallow some spoon-fed concept of what justice is based on the time they live in and the culture they're raised in. The next question is, what does humanity want out of justice? What do you want out of justice? What do you want done with a person who has hurt you or someone else? And why? Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.